Hey, welcome to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 102. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. We're back, and my favorite band is Nickelback. I don't believe that for a second. It's not true, I lied. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to Real Talk. What's Real Talk? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. And you guys get to sit at our table of friendship. I tried to rhyme back with back. Yeah, I could be a modern day rapper. Rhyming the same word is not a rhyme. It's repeating That's what they the do now. Anyway, um, yeah, That's you know the do. drill. There's a link somewhere in the area of which you are listening, whether it's podcast or social media, www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Well, bang. Click it, go down to submit a question, type your question or topic in. It goes in our database completely anonymously, and we'll chat about it. We'll chat. Uh, we want you guys to know we are so, so, so blessed to be a part of this, to have you with us. We're kind of looking back over the past year, and we're, uh, yeah, we're just blessed. We're excited. Absolutely, man. 102 episodes in. Got a good episode today. Got some good questions. Got oh, some yeah. thought-provoking ones. We try to stick to the the spirit of real talk in the sense that we don't prep. <laughs> no prep, man. <laughs> Probably be a better show if we did. But we try not to prep these questions because we want to show you guys that it's okay to, you know, think things through and process. And um, But we did, you know, we see them a little bit. We have to write the mm -hmm. cards out. Right. We got some that came in today. Listen, five-star review that told us that they liked the fact that we keep it raw. That's all I needed. Yeah. It's never changing. So <laughs> one thing I will say, you know, a lot of times, guys, if you're listening uh, and you ask a question and we answer the question and then you ask it again, like we really do answer every question. Yes. So, for instance, we got a question that came in this week that we actually spoke about on last week's episode. Uh, it's about cynicism. So if you were the person that asked that question, you, we caught you. You didn't listen to last week's episode, but we gotcha. talked about this last week. So go in. You don't want to miss an episode of Real Talk. You don't. Okay? So I'm going to throw some Easter eggs, some people who you watch, you know, some names. Hannah, you don't ever watch it. Okay? Got um, her. Yeah, you admitted it. We know you didn't. Uh, <laughs> Jason, you know, Austin, Blake, all these people who truly supposedly care. Supposedly. Um, if you're listening from a different state, who are those people? Uh, people in our church that don't care. And <laughs> so... Um, Called out. If you, if you ask that question in all seriousness... We really do take it seriously that we answer them. So, you know, if you're the person that asked a cynical question, great question. We oh, yeah, talked about it last week, so we're not going to talk about it again mm -hmm. um, this week. But go check that out. And, um, yeah, try to keep up with us because we're always moving. We're moving. We're moving fast. Get on the train before it's too late. Yeah. So that's that. Um, I am excited and genuinely about the questions that we have today. I think there's some good ones in there, some thought-provoking mm -hmm. ones. Absolutely. Uh, but typically, we like to start the show out with a little discussion about our lives, mm -hmm. if we got anything. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. People think we're very depressed people. They think you and I are sad, sad, sad people. Um, <laughs> because we talked about this. Here's the thing. They, they talk to us. Mm -hmm. Talk. I'm, I'm doing air quotes if you're listening on the podcast. They talk to us once a week. <laughs> and... Um, we try, we're, we don't, just because we're doing that that day doesn't mean the rest of the week that we're sad. I am, but you're not. I'm just <laughs> so in general, um, yeah, we just try to talk it out with you guys. We, we really do try to keep it real. And the Absolutely, funny thing man. is I often think right before the show, we film the show, inevitably end up having a discussion that yeah. I'm like, oh, that'd be good if we hadn't done that on the show. It's P.S. There's something in your mustache that's driving me crazy. Oh, really? Either that or you have a random mustache that's a different color oh, than the Oh, yeah, dude. It's a gray hair. Other side. Oh, it's over yeah. here? Oh. It looks blonde. 
Really? But it yes, looked, yeah. I've noticed this, dude. Every time I look at myself, I go, "What is that?" Wow, that's the first time I've ever seen it. It's weird. Yeah, I've got I've got one down here by the old chin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna dive right in. So, how's your week been? <laughs> Nice transition, man. Thanks, man. Smooth. <laughs> so, I'm known for that. First off, I just want to point out that these jeans are very comfortable. I you love these go there? jeans. These jeans feel nice. All right, so clearly we're going to have to go here. Didn't really want to do this. So this morning at the church, AJ had shorts on. I did. Um, and he's wearing shorts. And, you know, yeah, it's winter in Indiana, but whatever. He's wearing shorts. Yeah, and I'm a Midwesterner. And the thing Hoosier. is, uh, I was prepping for the show. And AJ comes in and he says, hey, I got a question for you. Now, what you need to understand is anytime AJ says, hey, I got a question for you, it's never good. (laughs) It's literally never good. So I knew something happened. The camera blew up. uh, You know, I don't know. There's a, there's a, I don't, it doesn't matter. There's something going on. So I, I actually said that to him. I go, well, this isn't good. You never do that. And he says to me, you have any, uh, you have an extra pair of pants. That's what he said to me. And I said, No. No, I don't have an extra pair of pants on me. And uh, what had happened is we let a friend of ours, he let a friend of ours use his car today. Mm-hmm. And he has a bag in there that had some of his stuff. Yep. So clearly, being the problem solver I am, I just suggested going mm-hmm. and getting the bag in here in, in town. Yeah. We had time. We didn't film for another hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> So I finish up. He walks off. He says, yeah, maybe I think he's going to do that. And then he go. he comes down in a pair of pants. <laughs> the pants that he has on now. It's true, man. And he found these pants in our library. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better word. So he found, he found a pair of pants in our library. They're not his pants. <laughs> no. They're not my pants. <laughs> so this guy right now, this is the life, and we wonder why no one takes us seriously. You are wearing a stranger's pants. This is rando pants right now. I am yeah. wearing a rando's pants, and I whoever pants these are, you have great taste. So these are so comfortable. It crossed my mind at first that they were possibly mine. Yeah, because we wear similar sized jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes these much tighter. Yes, than I do. I do. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so he, they're not my pants. I've already come to this conclusion yeah. because of the brand. I know they're not my pants. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't even gotten to the point of if they were my pants, why they were in the library. Because um, I didn't go into the library to change pants. <laughs> right. So that's the story of the pants and why he brought this up, I don't know. But he is wearing a pair of pants that are not his pants. You know? part of part and of he life. loves them. I do, man. They're so comfy. Why we told everyone beyond me. Real you talk. Know, some people like to walk a miles in someone's mile shoes. In somebody else's shoes. AJ just takes it a step farther and walks a mile in, in their pants. That's what I do, man. I'm an innovator. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel weird? <laughs> like wearing other someone else? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I had thought for a moment when I first saw you that they were women's pants. Yeah, they, they are, are not. Yeah, they're a little I smug. don't believe they are. Mm-mm. Because of the size. Yes. Because women's sizes are not like guys. Yeah, well, because initially... There's the, a chance. And um, I'll leave it The at size that. of the pants, I was like, eh, they might be a little small, but as I was putting them on, I was like, man, this is perfect. You this, got some this, stretch to them? Oh, yeah. They have some stretch to them, which is very comfy. It's good material. 
I don't think they're my pants. I don't know. You know what we should do? It's odd that they're the exact size. We should have people guess whose pants they are, and then we have to go. We have to yeah. go. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> go off. It's the most ridiculous thing. And then we have to find out whose pants they are and then keep it a secret. And then if someone gets it right, they win something. That's the weirdest thing you've ever suggested. We're not doing that. <laughs> that's, also, why not? That's, that's so job. weird. Mystery pants. pants. They are. And we all know that we're never going to find out whose pants no, it's, it's the brother they are. Now yours now. It's the brotherhood of the traveling pants. <laughs> you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm so disappointed and sad right now. So... Listen, that that this this was a this was a part of my my week. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Listen, I wouldn't have necessarily started with the fact that you're wearing someone else's pants, but hey, we put it out there. It is what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. Week. I have a lot of questions, AJ. My problem, since we're speaking about pants, and this shows already off the rails. Whenever I wear jeans in these in in these seats, uh-huh. my pants look how short they look because oh, I yeah. can't. Get comfortable. I get I've it. noticed when I watch the video, a lot of people listen to the podcast and I don't watch the mm-hmm. video, that I am distracting because I'm constantly moving. I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> and uh, part of it, in case you guys have noticed, now it's going to be like they can't stop, is that these pants, they're very comfortable. I enjoy these pants. Right. They're my favorite brand of pants. It's just when you sit in these chairs. Yeah, man. They get short and then it annoys me. I'm a little OCD mm-hmm. um, and that bothers me. I get that because yeah. I, like mine, like how it's not sitting below the, the yeah, ridge of my I'm shoe. Yeah. Yep. I, I get that because I don't like that either. You mean no? You know why I know those aren't my pants? It, they're tight. My calves. They're not a chance in the world that I'd be wearing those pants <laughs> because they would be so tight on my legs. Oh, man. Dude, there's you no. Know, I think you might be able. To, you might be able to slip into them. They are quite stretchy. They got. A, they got nice stretchy. Why material. are you implying that I need stretchier pants than you? I'm talking about the legs, man. Yeah, the legs, like like this part. Yeah, yeah. the part where my calf goes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we've lost every listener we had. What? Why are we also talking about this later? AJ's going to say, hey, man, you should really try on these pants. Like, this is what we're going to do with our free time this reminds me. This reminds me of the magical shorts I have that can fit any human being. You still have those? I do. I haven't yeah. seen you wear them in a while. Yeah. Did I ever try them on, though? I don't think I did because uh, it was weird. Yeah, you, I don't think you did. I tried them on. He tried them on. And they, they fit. fit? Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. They are magic. I'm a big man. Now, have you, ever, have you ever put them on someone smaller? Yes. Still fit? Mm-hmm. It's weird. I know. I don't get it. Anyways. Yeah. Strange show. But so, uh, uh, that's the story about his pants. <laughs> yep. Moving on. <laughs> so so I've, had a, I've had a pretty good week, man. You know, I've been trying to focus on just being thankful, more thankful for just stuff in life, you know. Um, you know. Um, so it's been, it's, so I guess starting back, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So. Yeah. You know, when I first became a Christian, you know, I was very, I didn't fully understand, like, what Jesus had done for me, mm-hmm. and the longer I've been on my journey, the more I realize, like, man, like, that reality becomes more real, mm-hmm. and so, naturally, you'd like to think you'd become more thankful, but it just depends on, I guess, like, where you're at, you know, so I can tend to look at the negative sometimes, and I feel like I, it's, it's funny, man, I think I used to not be that way. But I let a lot of life. Spend a lot of time with me. That's not true. That's not why. <laughs> but um, I think I I've let life kind of kind of beat that out of me. 
mm-hmm. to where I'm more, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm looking more at the negatives and trying to look at, oh, you know what, there's still good in this situation. And I've just been trying my best to take every, everything that I'm in front of and go, you know what, there's good in this. You know, whether that whether it is good so you can celebrate that or whether it's it's bad, but you can find something good in it, you know. And I think that that's helped my that's helped my attitude a lot. It, yeah. It's helped me it's helped me not be as like depressed, I guess, in a way of like man, depressed probably in the right word. It's it's I guess it's made me feel less anxious so that I can be in like in the moment of something. So that's helped me. Um I think that it's hard to explain, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's cool because I lit. <laughs> I saw you do you looking at Clint. No, I, I was looking at the camera. Oh, I saw you go. I was like, what is he looking at? I'm a squirrel too sometimes, man. Yeah, typically you're better than me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you got to say something. Sorry. Right? <laughs> Yeah, my my brain's feeling a little foggy. It's weird. So, um, so anyways, overall, you've been more positive. Yes, I feel like I've been more positive. But in that, like within being more positive, it's hard for me to like stay in that place mm-hmm. because I get worried that I'm just gonna sit there and be like la la la, and then <laughs> <laughs> sound like a muppet. But yeah, <laughs> and when I I'm gonna sit there and then I'm gonna like forget the realities of life. You know what I'm saying? It's like for me, I think I struggle with trading that. Being in the moment for not having any responsibility sometimes. Gotcha. Which is hard. So the it's only hard way to put it together. The only way for you sometimes to feel positive is if you don't have responsibilities. Sometimes. Kind of how it feels. Yes. Because if yeah. I because for me, like if if I'm so negative, like if I'm just being in a negative place, it's making me anxious, but but I my focus can't leave those things. So then for me, I feel like I tend to be more responsible in those times, even though I'm sad about it, rather than times where I'm like, hey, I'm having fun, but then I'm like, I just forgot so much stuff, and now like, I'm in a I'm in a tough position. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Sorry, it, it took me a while to put that together, but it's coming. You know, out. man, I was thinking. I, I think so. This kind of touches on the cynical question we got last week. So mm-hmm. first of all, I think that it's safer to to be cynical, right? It feels safer because it's like you don't get your hopes up, and so you don't feel as let down. Even though the fact is, when those things happen, you still feel sad. Mm-hmm. It's just a trick, but. Sometimes I'm kind of there with you, man. I guess I'm a weirdo to encourage you, I guess, in a way. So when you were talking, it made me think of Ecclesiastes a little bit. Where King Solomon, who had everything, okay? He's rich. He had women. Yeah. He had fame. He had power. And he's kind of, it's written at the end of his life, and he's, he's discussing what life is. And honestly, man, the, the beginning of that book is incredibly depressing. And he says... Um, Meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless, mm. right? And life is like a vapor and all these things. And <clears throat> I guess for me sometimes, and this is where we sort of talked about this yesterday, so I think it's okay. I don't know if we can reference your relationship. I'm going to. We didn't go deep into it. But, like, one of the differences, I think, even between you and your significant other we've talked about is, mm-hmm. and not just yours, you know, it's not just about your relationship, people in general, for you and I. You and yeah. I tend to wrestle with the heavy things of life yeah okay and i think that can be good but i think it can also if that's the only focus it can be that kind of it can come across as cynical and other people can't handle that right like they get overwhelmed thinking about that it's almost like opposite they if they think about it at all then they're depressed right i'm weird in the sense that ecclesiastes and stuff 
I feel like once I accept and accept the reality of this life, and I and I don't do this all the time, but I think in accepting the reality of this life, and sometimes that it's hard, and sometimes it's it is what it is, right? That we're in the shadowlands. That's where the joy is because I stopped putting my happiness on the circumstances of my life. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Man. Now I haven't reached that goal, but that's where I'm at. And I wonder if that's sort of the, the draw to it yeah. for me, for me, the draw is like, this is what it is. How do I find joy and happiness in the midst of this life sometimes? Yeah. Now, some people may say that's cynical. Maybe it is. I don't feel that way. I just feel like for me, the joy has come in my life when I when it's almost supernatural in the sense that I recognize that life is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and it is. I guess I kind of empathize with you where it's like, some I don't know, maybe it is a cynic in me. But it's like, what's the point of pretending that isn't the case? That's good. I like that. But I'll tell you this. I'm so encouraged, and I'm probably all over the place, and that's hopefully you guys see we try to make this real. But I'm, right. that's why I get encouraged when I meet people that genuinely seem to have the gift of joy. We yeah. all have it as believers, right? It's the fruit of the Spirit. But they just seem to be mm-hmm. joyful people. I can think of some right now. Absolutely. Those people are such a light in this world. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's what it made me think, man. Like, it, it, it is hard it's almost like you have to choose between being happy and being thoughtful sometimes. Yeah, dude. And it's, and, and it's, I, don't think I guess that's the case, but right. But I, I'm with you because I think that's where I go in my head because if I, and the reason why people may think like, Oh, well, if you, if you have to choose between being happy and thoughtful, like, like being thoughtful and that bad, it maybe it's not for some people. But for me, it's terrible because I'm just, if I have to be there, I get sad and I get overwhelmed. And yeah. if I'm in my head, I can't focus on what where I'm at in the moment. Yeah. And then before you know it, people think like I don't care. Like it just it just it it creates a snowball of all these negative things. So it's hard. But it it's you know, it's unfortunate because I feel like in those times that's when I do like that's when I, I don't slip up as much. Mm. Like that's when I don't those are the times where I I'm more on point in what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, do you think sometimes, sometimes I've wondered if I become, if I become so focused on the why, like I'm really hard on myself. I think you're the same way. I've had this thought, I I don't even know if I've shared this with you, that I need to just stop focusing on the why I don't want to do things because I do them anyway. So like loving people, like why, like I'll, I'll catch myself, say I'm having a moment where like, um, I'm so this happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know I won't go into it. It's the dumbest thing in the, in the, uh, in the gym. Okay. I'm going to tell you, cause I, maybe this will be good for life. So in the gym, you know, gym etiquette, if you guys go to the gym, you clean the machine after it's become even more so in COVID people are panicky. Right. I think they overclean. Like if I sit on something, they clean it, whatever. So I had this one sweat mark and there's barely anyone in the gym. And I got up and I was like, I'm tired. I need to go run. So I was going to run and I was like, I'm not going to clean that machine. And literally, this is going to sound crazy. I had this thought, like the Holy Spirit in me is like, clean the machine because you're, you're doing it to serve people. Yeah. Like this is the fact that you don't want to do it. You need to do it. I know that sounds so dumb, but this is how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can get focused on the fact that I didn't want to and beat myself up about it instead yeah. of focus on the fact that I still did it to serve. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Sometimes I can, I, I don't know about you, but I can get too caught up in like I beat myself up too much about the fact that I didn't want to, instead of celebrating the, the victory that, that I did, you it. did it. You overcame yeah. that. Yeah. And that moment. Yeah. Right. I get that. So I, you know, I think for guys like you and me who I do know you, you're easily, you feel guilty easily. Mm-hmm. You know, you beat yourself up a lot. That's probably the danger 
Mm-hmm. You know, because the thoughts end up. I know you, right? Do the the thoughts primarily turn to condemnation? Oh, 100 percent, absolutely. And that's where it's bad and wrong, mm-hmm. and becomes self focused again. So yeah, dude. but overall, I'm glad that you feel more positive because that's yeah. Cool. I feel more positive, but in like it's interesting because I do feel more positive, but it, in the back of my mind, I'm I'm still anxious and I'm still worried because I'm like, what's the next thing I'm going to forget about, or what is what am I going to not do that I should have done because I decided to be in a moment somewhere when I shouldn't have, I should have went and done that. Yeah, and and then like you said, because then I'm going to be I'm going to beat myself up about the fact that I didn't go do something when I, when I was loving people mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or just, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to not put our worth in the things that we do or don't do mm-hmm. in general. You know? Yes. And, I, and it's funny because I think the reason why it affects me so much is because even though I can see now, you know, because I've, I've talked with people enough to know that it's, it's about me still. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think it... it beats me down so much is because it does there's a point where it does involve other people it involves other people so then when you decide not to do that whatever you have to do it hurts them or upsets them or disappoints them and then that changes you know because people like you said people are all human that can affect their view of you or that can affect their the relationship with them or that can that can do all these things and then and then i'm sitting there going how many times right how many times do I do the same thing before they go, I'm done? That goes back to stumble that we talked mm-hmm. about this week in the message, actually. Funny enough, yeah. I think uh, that's what's, it's got my head thinking like. Yeah. Well, and here's the reality, and this is the hard part. Most people don't let you struggle with the same thing over and over. And it's they don't, true. They base your desire to do good mm-hmm. on how victorious you are over that struggle. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you've fallen, well, clearly you didn't want to beat it. Well, right. I just... That's naive to me. Um, I don't believe that. I think a person, you know, should feel safe to share the struggle Mm. uh, in life. And I do think, and I said this Sunday in the message, I think a lot of the reason, this is a little off topic, but jumping with your thing, because you said do the same thing, right? Right. A lot of the lack of victory in the believer's life in Christianity is the fact that we do not honestly and openly share the struggle because we're afraid that once we share it once, that's the only time we're allowed to. And so what happens is there's no light that comes in on it and there's no real victory over it because it's never really fully put out there. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for instance, I might say to you, I'm using an analogy. Hey, my, I use this analogy a lot. Like, hey man, look, I cut myself. Right. right. And you go, oh, okay, cut yourself, clean it up. And that's it. Well, the truth is it's, it's more than I cut myself. There's still a piece of knife in my leg, but I right. don't tell you that because... That's too dark. So I only show mm. part of it. You see what I mean? So then full yeah. healing doesn't happen. Um, I hope that makes sense. Fun turns yeah. not paying attention. But if you did, I'm just kidding. Do you think that makes sense, fun turn? <laughs> I mess with him a lot. But uh, we need you, man. You know we start rambling. I think so that makes me sad that in our Christian faith, and you guys go check out Stumble this week. I talk about it more in depth. Yeah, it's but really good sermon. I don't think that we should that it should be this way. Like you shouldn't even have to think that way that how many times. Yeah. Because that's not how God sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And it's funny. Cause like you can see it, even like you said, like I can struggle with that and I can see rationally. Like, I know that's not how it's supposed to be. Like I can see that. That's a weird part. Like I can see like, okay, Jay, like, you know that that's not real. You, like you have to trust that people are going to love you anyway. And it's hard. Because- but I don't think it's unrealistic that you struggle to do that. Mm-hmm. Because how humans, 
we don't live out. I don't know. I always push it. I feel like I feel like we say this all the time, but you know, the, there is a reason why it's not irrational that you feel that way based on how people respond to yeah. people's struggles, to their flaws, to their sins. Mm-hmm. There is always this sense of, oh, thanks for confessing. Better not do it again. Right. And that's just not what I see. Yeah. You know? So, like, I get the feeling, man, because it's terrifying. It is scary. How long before they're done with you, Uh right? And and it sucks because, like, it can get to a point, you know, I've gotten to several points in my life where people think I don't care. And it's not the truth, man. And I hate that. Like, and it makes me want to cry because I'm like, I do care. But like, part of it is you don't tell them, man. Right. Because you you don't think they're going to believe you anyway. Yeah. So exactly. you don't tell because Because I'm just convinced that since I've already messed up so and so many times on whatever it may be, they already don't they, they already don't think I'm, I care. And see, I can't, that's I what can't I mean. win that back. That's what I mean by the full confession, right? Lack right. of error. Because you could say, you know, you should feel safe to say, I want to change this. I can't. I don't know how. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. Because that's where you invite someone in beside you to carry the burden right. and come up with an actual plan. And I'm not yeah. saying this. Dude, I struggle with the same thing. Because, and here's the thing, your position makes it even harder. Yep. Because now, you, we've never talked about this, even off camera, but since you've become a pastor, how much less, how, how I bet you that you feel even more pressure to get things right all the time. Absolutely. And that the leeway you have is gone. Sure. Because and, then they're going to question. I can feel the eyes. Mm-hmm. Can feel them. All the time. Looking like, for you to stumble. Yes. So you can't do that, right? Because you're a pastor. You can't have this struggle, which is so stupid. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yes. And that's a whole different topic. You know, mm-hmm. people try to look in the, um, they look at the the overseer, right? The elder um, list in First Timothy and Titus. And they say, yeah, you got to be this. Well, here's the reality. I'm going to say it in a shock. There's nobody that meets those things. So it can't be whether someone perfectly meets those standards. They're going to struggle. Now, some of them are very obvious, like having two wives, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think that, so it has to be the heart and the desire to, to pursue that. Because what I have learned is a lot of guys, there are men out there that don't have a desire to even pursue that, believers. They don't, they don't make that pursuit of that mm-hmm. ideal even important in their lives. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So anyway, going back to your original thing, man, I feel that pressure too. And I feel it probably even more than you. And it's like, absolutely. and I, and I don't know what to do with that because Me the either. truth is there are people that you can't say that to now mm-hmm. because they can't handle the fact that their pastor is struggling with X, Y, Z. Right. And that's why a lot of pastors do meet up and try to share together. But dude, honestly, can you really try, <laughs> you know, it's hard to trust people. Yeah. It's hard to trust people. Because, again, the world is obsessed with punishment, not victory and, um, and restoration. That's the way I view it. There's always like, okay, well, you've proven unworthy, so let's remove you from whatever it is. And everyone yeah. feels that. What do you do with that? And I don't see that in the Bible, man. And, and I wrestle. People think, I feel for you. Long story short, I could go on and on about this yeah. because... I end up debating with these made-up Christian leaders in my mind because I know what they would say about blah, 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 and you don't care about holiness. It's like you just don't get it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like people just don't think about what this stuff means. It's yeah, like man. How it, what, it, what it has to be if it's real. They don't get it. Um, 
So I'm sorry, man, that you. That, but the positive, and I want to focus on that, is that you feel more positive and joyful lately. Yeah, man. Like, like that's I a do. blessing. It is a blessing, and I'm trying very hard to like remember, like, like listen, like you, you can be happy. Like you can't if you live your whole life just sitting here in this anxious ball because you think that's the only way you're gonna be able to be like, like be productive. Like you're just, it's gonna be a terrible life. Like yeah. you can't can't be that. No. Mm-hmm. So like I guess. I have been more positive. Now I just have to figure out how to like control the anxiety because what is being free? I, I asked myself that too. Like what is being free? Okay. You forgot this. Okay. You didn't do this. You didn't do this thing you were supposed to do. Well, this was due by this Well, anything. Okay. Well now what does that affect your value? Immediately. I think, yes, it I do. Doesn't, though. Right. But mm-hmm. I, and I know, I know in my head, it doesn't affect you in my heart. I think yes a lot of the time just because of how I view myself. <laughs> I had a friend um, ask me this question this week that kind of goes with what you said. I hope he, you know, if he's listening, uh, he'll know. He can mm-hmm. comment below. I won't say his name, but he's like, do you think it's wrong to put my identity in serving? Not a position, but serving in general. And I said, well, here's, the, here's how you determine identity, right? If your sense of worth is tied to whether or not you do this thing well, mm-hmm. then it's an identity thing. And Jesus doesn't want that. He doesn't want your identity to be right. tied up in anything but him. Right? So yeah, it made so me good. think of you because it can't be tied up to your wor- your worthiness. Yep. Now there's a human side to that. Like you right. want to, you know, the the verse that's literally on our wall really enough like yep. you need to whatever you do, you need to do it with all your heart as though you're serving the Lord. That's a real thing. Absolutely. And the thing I would say to you, man, to help you that's helped me at times is yeah. if you flip the roles, okay? So Bob, what that name always used. So yeah. Bob is in your position. He keeps dropping the ball. Are you mad that, like, what would you want him to do in those situations that would show you that he still cares and wants to do a good job? And then you do that because that's what Jesus kind of says, right? Mm-hmm. I Love guess. your neighbor as yourself. So what would you do? Instead of sitting there and going, they're not going to believe me, what would make me believe someone else in that case? That's good. That's a good question. That makes sense. And yeah. you don't have to answer that right now, but I think that can help you. I think I initially I initially think like the fact that like, you know, relating back to myself, like I'm st- like they're still here. Sure. You know, they're that still is a coming. big deal. Yeah. They're still you know, they haven't just given up. They're they're still showing up, they're still trying to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then I think this is a part where, like you said, I think this is where I struggle with, but I guess viewing it this way it makes more sense being on the outside of it is it's them saying that they care you know instead of just sitting there in silence right like yeah i do care about this you know and that's you loving someone else too and that's the cool thing about this faith that we have is that in those moments where you just said that now you become you again and like it say it's tim or me or who or Mm -hmm. someone else that you've instead of just sitting there in silence beating yourself up that comes across wrong you just say i'm sorry i do care yep right because and that, that's something that's helped me is I try to remember that God has told me to love people as though I love myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to expect anything out of someone that I would not expect. Or I don't want to, I want to expect out of myself what I would expect from someone else. Yeah. Right. And I'll start there because maybe it does look different. Maybe that won't be enough for you, but right. at least I know that I'm doing what I would expect from you to me. Mm. And then that's a good place to start. Right. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, I'm encouraged that you're, you're, you're feeling more positive. And, that, yeah. and you shouldn't feel guilty that you're having happiness, <laughs> like you know. Yes, just yeah. I'm just trying to be trying to be in a more positive mindset and see the good in everything. So, mm-hmm. and it's been good. So I just don't anxiety, man. 
I can't let it control It's a weird you. thing. <laughs> I know. So anyways, that's yeah, that's how I'm doing. Sorry to ramble for so long. I don't think he was rambling. I think yeah. it was good. So how's your week been, man? Um, so for the, I just told you guys this, uh, I have a lot of thoughts actually to share mm-hmm. one, even from real talk live. I haven't even talked to you about that. A guy a comment he made, if he's listening, it wasn't, I'm not upset at you at all, but it's an interesting comment that I wrestle with. So remind me to come back to that. Okay. Um, overall. So the la- for most, I had a lot of self doubt. We started this church or whatever. So one of the things that I kind of finally embraced was Set your face like a flint. I tell you guys that Jesus did, and I just do things right. Mm-hmm. Constantly driven. Um, excuse me. That's one of my favorite words. Like I want to be a driven person. I want to be driven. Uh, I don't want to live in the world of like what ifs and impossibles and crap like that. And so I like to get things done. Brett, you know me. Absolutely. I, I, I never. I, Go getter for sure. I, I try to be. Well, the last week and a half, man, I have not been. I have not been a go-getter mm-hmm. and wrestling with that and wrestling with the fact that I've let things pile up and even admitting that to you is hard for me. And I just, that's something I've been wrestling with is trying to get back to that. And, and, but at the same time, trying to be attentive to what the spirit's doing in me, mm-hmm. because I do believe it's not just laziness. That's not me. No. So I, I've had yeah. to face the fact that I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed, I think, and a little, not burn out, but I've been dealing with some stuff and dealing with who I really am and the parts of me I don't like. You know, I've yes. had stuff, weird stuff like that. So the last week and a half has been this weird place of typically if I wasn't driven the way I haven't been the last week and a half, like if typically if I had a week and a half like this, which I can't tell you the last time that's even happened, um, I would be beating myself up so much. Mm-hmm. But weirdly enough, I'm not because I see that God is trying to teach me something in this. And so that's been an interesting place for me. Um. Yeah, and it's man, been you're it's definitely just, not lazy, man. 100%. But but you know what's funny, man, is like, but that's that's what I'm saying. I don't feel lazy because I know there's a purpose behind this, mm-hmm. which is good. It's good you recognize it. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, like I've probably hurt a few people because I haven't been as attentive mm. as I am typically. Um, and it's it's just an odd place to be. Not bad. So <sighs> having to face that life. It's changing. It's hard for me because I don't like change because a lot yeah. of times I'm not in control of that change, and I don't like that. Um, <clears throat> and and control's an illusion anyway. I don't really have control over anything except myself, and I'm not even very good at that. So, yeah. you know, I've talked to you guys a lot about that. I'm trying. It's almost like I know that life is changing, and I'm trying to enjoy these moments with you guys and in the in this stage of my life that may not be lasting much longer. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Because it's just such a blessing, and and I grieve it a little bit the the the, the fact that it's changing. Uh, so that's interesting. That's where I'm at, and yeah. that probably seems really mysterious to you guys. So you're you're more than welcome to type responses in the question or the uh, comments, and we can interact with that. But I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's just a time when I I see God definitely working on me, mm-hmm. and I was scared of it at first because it felt so out of control, and now I I'm more. Not necessarily at peace, but I guess as I just know he's trying to teach me something. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm often nervous about the call that we have in our lives, on my life, and like even our church and what we're called to do. And um, It's scary. It leads me back to what I was going to tell you and I told you to remind me of. 
Backpad gone. Uh, <laughs> Backpad gone. I uh, <clears throat> I have this thing, man. So I don't really think. Sometimes people mistake confidence for self value. Okay, so what I mean is, apparently I come off as confident, and so people think that I must think really highly of myself. Well, that isn't true. If I lived in my flesh, I would never accomplish anything because, and this is why I've been able to help you, I think, because I do get it. I don't, I think I'm a terrible person. I've always felt like I, I empathize when Paul said, enough sinners, I'm the worst of these. Like, yep. I accept I really am is what I feel like. So in Real Talk Live, do you remember there was a moment when we got asked the question that if we were named after our worst trait? I do remember this. And then our best trait. And a guy made a comment of like, oh, humble's not one of yours. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, that really bothered me because I, I live my life, and I don't think he meant anything by it. He's trying right. to joke. But, like, that's the thing, man. Like, I feel like unless I am constantly self-deprecating, people think that I am arrogant. Arrogant. And mm-hmm. any, I think you guys know me. If one thing I am not is arrogant, I am, would you not agree no, with that? Man, people are not arrogant. And I don't understand why I come off that way to people. Mm-hmm. It's literally like I have to act like a clown or people think I'm arrogant. Mm-hmm. Now, the truth is I shouldn't care. And I don't typically. Right. But I mean, I'm serious, man. Like I literally get, I get a lot of like comment, like people, you know, the joke here is like people that love me or hate me, right? There's no yeah, in between. There's no between. Absolutely. And a lot of times they there's hate me because of things that I don't even see or I don't know how to put into words. So that, bo- that comments bother me a little bit because I start to feel guilty. Yeah. I feel guilty for my good traits. I feel guilty that I don't hate myself enough. I feel guilty that I have good qualities because I shouldn't, I should, I'm coming off as arrogant. I should be less this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? It does make I'm sense. I'm trying to be really real on it, real man. talk, but even as I say this, I'm going, oh, people are going to think he's arrogant. Like, right. Because I, I'm smart enough to recognize that I must have gifts, okay? Intellectual enough, okay? Absolutely. I have gifts, but I don't feel that way. So let's say, for instance, you said, Todd, you're a smart guy. Yeah. Okay. Let's say a hundred people said that. I'm not arrogant enough, ironically, to go, they're all wrong, because I think there's an arrogance in that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Even if it's self-deprecating. Yeah. But I don't necessarily feel that. So it's almost like I get punished for living out of who God made me sometimes. Like mm-hmm. and then it's just wrestling. Just, with it's that. hard, man. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Because this I promise goes back you- to culture. Like yeah culture of like you said you know the ones who who glorify their own filth are the ones who are looked at as the best christians and that's ridiculous yeah or like yeah so this is going to be dude i i probably take real too seriously about what i'm about to say because this is this is very real and i know already i'm thinking it's going to be arrogant so you know that i think does that keep going i think i'm a troll right Mm -hmm. like joke we joke about all the time I really do. Like, I don't think, let's use looks, for instance. We joke about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters. I take care of myself. I want to take care of myself. I don't even work out because I want to look a certain way. I really don't. I just like to work out. And, like, you guys know that. I like to put It's it's something that you can tangibly see goals, right? Yes. And I like to be goal-driven. And you reach them, right. But it's almost like... <sighs> Like I have a, apparently a look we talk, that's a punchable face we've talked about or something that I this guy has to be this he has to be arrogant because what I don't know he uh, gets his hair cut or 
trims his beard or carries. Mm-hmm. You know, does this even make sense? So sometimes I just feel like the only way to for me to not be disliked is to, and I preach against this and other people, is to dim myself or to literally have to constantly tell people that I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, that's easy for me to do because I don't, I do think I'm terrible in and of myself. Right. But I also know that to do that to self-deprecate myself is actually insulting God. Absolutely. And I don't want to do that. No, I hope this doesn't. I feel guilty even sharing this. No, stuff. man, like, we're all. Men. I think it's good, dude. So that that comment bothered me last week, and it's funny because it hit me. And again, if you're watching, man, whoever who made that comment, like I love that guy being on the show. He's funny. He's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah. So he didn't know, and he was joking. But it hit this this wound that I've carried for a long time. Yep. Of any time I'm doing something confidently, it's wrong. That's that's the lie, mm-hmm. right? It's weird, man, because I think people just. I think you said stuff like this before, but I think it's because when people come in and they are confident in who they are, it makes them insecure of themselves and they don't want that. Like if someone it makes else them is. uncomfortable. Yeah. And so fair. then they want to try to bring you down and say that you are arrogant. Because that's the only way someone can be confident is mm-hmm. if they're arrogant. And they can pull you back yeah. into the pack. Dude, yeah, that's yeah. church culture right now, man. In right? general, you mean? In general. Like I've been to a lot of churches and. and it's not every church, by the way, so sure. I don't think that. But I, I have seen churches where it is this weird thing of, like, we are all insecure, we're all these things. So the second that you take on what God says you are, Amen, and you yeah. take on what the Bible actually says, that you're a king, you are a lion, mm-hmm. you are you are a co-heirs with Christ, and you take Amen. that and you grow with that confidence, and you actually are confident, people take that terribly because they aren't living in it themselves. And then it's this weird thing where everybody's attacking people. It's the great masquerade, but everybody yep. has a knife. And they're stabbing each other. They want to make that one guy he, who's taken off yeah. his mask, who says, you want to know what? This is good. I don't have, I don't, I don't have any control on who I am, but I know what he says I am. And I'm going to live out of that. And exactly. And yeah. you're living out of that. But that's why you have people in the world that are coming after you, that are doing it, because they do see your confidence. They yeah. do see your light. They do see somebody who is different. Who is, okay, why is he different? I believe in the same God. Why is he different? Why is this? And that's that thought. That's the mm-hmm. traitor. That's the traitor at the yep. end of the day. Yep. And by the traitor, I mean the guy who lets in the lies and the yeah. devil at the end of the day. That's what that is. And people live out of that insecurity rather than going, you want to know what? I want to be like him, God. How do I be like be like him? I want to be more like you, Jesus. How do I be like you, Jesus? And then accepting the thought, they more want to stay at where they are and not deal with the issues that are around them. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, man. And like, I see it a lot, you know, I see, uh, I talked to a guy too, you know, he's really, it's like anytime what both of you guys said, and this is in the world too, I hate seeing, I hate seeing people feel like they can't stand up in confidence because they're going to get attacked. Right. And that is true. That's so true. Mm -hmm. I used to get this picture when you said it it reminds me, I thought through this before of like, anytime a flower grows taller than the others, instead of wanting to grow taller, they just chop that one down to the size of the rest of them. Yep. The world does that in general, right? Mm -hmm. So when you said pull into the pack, so I don't know, just, and I tell you guys, one of my favorite quotes is from John Eldridge again, it's in the wild at heart and it changed my life. And this is part of the why I can continue to do it, even though I don't feel it. And I've told you guys this, you know, um, be who you are and let the world feel the weight of it. Mm. Right. Let them deal with who you are. You know what you're doing. Be who you are and let the world deal with that because that's not your fault. Let's say you make someone feel um, not confident in who you, because of just your confidence. That's not your fault. In fact, mm-hmm. let it drive them 
to have their own self-confidence. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Dude, I love that. And I, man, I think it's possible. You know, it, it wouldn't be in the Bible if it wasn't possible to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest struggles is, it's funny. Like you said, it starts off as arrogance, right? Like people think like, so for example, like that's good. Like you're, you're confident. And because you're confident that this person thinks you're arrogant because then now it makes them feel insecure in who they are. And then you go, no, nah, man, like I'm just being confident. And before you know it, you just become, and then other people go, no, nah, man, like, like you should lay off, you know, it's mm-hmm. weird. It's weird how it works. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you shouldn't be like that. And especially in our case, sometimes, well, this, this had me, okay. You remember we were in talks with a, uh, long story. I don't want to go too much into it, but yeah, we had talking to another pastor and about the fact that we're non-denominational. Yeah. And they're denominational and it'd be cool to merge just some kind of cool things. And, and again, love this guy. Okay. So I'm not going to say his name, but him saying, he said to me, you know, it's kind of air. I, I find that a lot of times non-denominational church kind of arrogant to think that they have the right way. And I, and I asked him, I was like, Oh, I don't understand that. Isn't that, isn't it just as arrogant to say the denomination is the, is the right way. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like anytime you do anything, there's this fear always of arrogant people. And it's mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I think the proof is in the pudding, and I think I don't. I don't want to live. And this is somewhere I'm a little older than you, you know, a year or whatever. I'm just kidding. And one of the things I've learned is I started accomplishing things for God when I just accepted the fact that people are going to naysay and be negative yes. and question your motives, and you still do it because God wants to see: Are you is your confidence from them or is your confidence from me? That's right. Who I told you to I be. Think that's why Jesus said they're going to hate you because you love me. Yeah, and you know, look at Paul. Paul was viewed, you know, he, they called him arrogant. Mm-hmm. In fact, I mean, he talks about that. He said, he thinks he's this and he kind of has to respond to this. And his response is always the same. He goes, listen, I am what I am. Right. And that's kind of where he's, his whole message is. I am sinners of the worst of these, but God has called me to this. And essentially I'm paraphrasing, but he says, look at my track record. Proof's in the pudding. You know, you don't want me to come there. It's actually, there's a cool ver, uh, section where he says, you don't want me to come to you like I've, because they say, they were accusing him of talking tough in letters, but when he came in person, he was gentle and loving. Yeah. He says, I can be what I am in the letters. You don't want me to be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's literally what he says. Right. He goes, you want me to show up in power and authority. I'll come in power and authority. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Like, so I guess out of that too, to encourage people out there, don't dim yourself, man, because your yes. light comes from God anyway. And the world's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's also good to surround yourself with people who are going to re- remind you of who you are and that it's okay to be yes. who you are, you know? Anyway. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Questions? That was good stuff, Hunter. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, for real. Dude, for real. It was good stuff. I appreciate All right, you. you ready? We're going to dive into some questions, guys. Hope you're still with us. Hope that made sense. Listen, we mean this. We need to do a better job of responding in the comments, but if you guys have comments or questions about these episodes, we are going to respond. Yeah. So write them in there. One of us will get on there and Absolutely. respond to you. Sometimes it'll be from the church. Sometimes it'll be for us. Yeah. Page, because we're not the only ones that run the church page, mm-hmm. um, but we'll try to respond to those. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one, do you think we will ever go back to normal? I'm going to guess. I think they're assuming about COVID quarantine question. and yeah. Yeah, COVID normal. Um, honestly, it's hard. it's hard for me to say yes right now. It is hard for me to say yes because we're, what, a year in? Close, yeah, man, close to a year, a year yeah. And what's changed? Nothing. <laughs> if anything, we've regressed. <laughs> you know, we've, especially you know, when you when it comes to society as a whole, you know, 
this whole, you know, mask mandating and all these things. You know, I we read the other day that there was a there was a funny that there was a ninety five percent decrease in flu. <laughs> Weird. We <laughs> cured the flu, man. Yeah, we we essentially cured the flu since COVID came. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. It's just it's hard. It's hard for me to to confidently say that there will be an uh, that there will be a time where it goes back to in qu- air quote normal. Um, I I sadly I think this is going to be a long term effect on how we how we run as a country, and I don't like it, but I think that's what's going to happen. You know, um, I think there is. I guess it seems like the the problem is so big that it almost feels like it's out of our hands. That's how that's how it feels. That's and good it's, point, it's, man. it's it's very sobering and sad. But you know who still got control is God. That's true. And I try to rest in that that mm-hmm. we can't. Because you're right, it can get overwhelming, and it yes. can make you feel like there is no one in control except the bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. And God's still on the throne, man. And, that's right. You know, God's kingdom is not just the United States, and that's something that's sobering for us. A lot of times in America, you can get that view that that the United States has to succeed and be this because that's Christianity. Right. And, and I do think, even though we haven't seen it, that you know that we're seeing a change here. That that there is that in a way. America is a bastion still of Christianity in the sense mm-hmm. of of faith and freedom and all those right. kinds of things, but we'll see. Right. Uh, I think the biggest thing is people have to let fear control every aspect of their lives, and that's yeah. that's what's going to keep it from ever going back to normal. It's going to take everyone understanding to not live in fear of political correctness, to not live in fear of, you know, the media telling you what's right and wrong, and to just live out of what we know to be right and wrong. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Question. What do you got, man? Let's see here. It says in Genesis 16, the angel of the Lord finds as a Hagar. Yeah. Finds Hagar after she flees from Sarai and tells her to return to her mistress and her offspring would be too, uh, too numerous to count. What is the purpose of this? Was it to fulfill Abraham's covenant God made with him in, the, in Genesis? And it says it's fifteen five. Yeah, that that actually discusses the covenant. So, brief overview of the story. So God makes a promise to Abram that He said, "I'm going to give you children, and through your line, um, it's going to your your descendants are going to be as numerous as the sand, essentially, stars in mm. the sky, kind of stuff." Well, at the time, he gets up to ninety years old. Him and his wife, they still haven't had a kid yet. Right. So and they're very Sarah, his wife, says, "Hey, now back then they had this um, tradition that essentially a slave could serve as a surrogate for the mother. That's right. So yep. Sarah said, "Go sleep with your the slave Hagar. She's an Egyptian. Sleep with her, and then we can have our line be through that child." Yeah. Well, she gets pregnant. First of all, that's not what God said to do. So there's a great lesson in there that, you know, God makes promises, and when we don't think he's going to come through or it's impossible, we end up taking it in our own hands and trying to make yeah, it we, happen. We take control. Okay, and this caused a mess, by the way, that is still here today. I'll get to that in a second. So she gets pregnant. Well, Sarah gets jealous and says, I can't believe, essentially, like, this This slave's getting arrogant because she's having a baby and I'm not, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah eventually gets pregnant. The promise is to get fulfilled. That's right. And so she's like, oh, we don't need this anymore. Get And then she's essentially, guys, I'm going to paraphrase, but she's sort of nagging her husband. Like, look, this arrogant. And he goes, you know what? You just get the sense that, once again, a man 
takes the easy way out. Guys, we do this. He says to her, you know what? It's your slave, Sarah. Sarah, do what you want with her. So essentially, she starts being mean to her, yep. abusing her. So Hagar runs off. Life is so hard for her and mm-hmm. so miserable that she runs off. Oh, this is so cool. While she runs off, says an angel of the Lord, God himself finds her yep. and says, where are you going? <laughs> and she says, she tells him, and a lot, there's such so many cool things in this story. Mm-hmm. One thing though, uh, and, and God does this mysterious thing and God says, go back to your mistress. Yep. And a lot of people have problems with this because essentially they view it in modern terms. Why would God send someone who's abused back to her abuser? Fair question, but mm-hmm. you're looking at it from a human perspective. But God makes a promise to her too, and He says, "You are going to, you, through your line. I'm going to bless you. Your line is going to be numerous too. They're going to be a wild people." Your, he actually says, "Your son's going to be a wild donkey," which to us is weird, but essentially means a wild warrior. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, she says she tries to run off twice, actually, but <laughs> he, eventually she ends up calling him the God who sees me. Right. sees her when no one else did God showed her and, and by the way they talked to her with negativity and contempt when God speaks to her we get the sense of love and and um, kindness and all that yeah. so I've, I've answered this I thought a lot about this in general because I've had this same thought and this is where I land first of all we got to remember this during that time and even Paul talks about this later on you know Paul says in the New Testament he says if you're a slave don't run off Stay and be the best slave you can be because through that testimony, yep. your master is going to see me or see Jesus, right? That's so good. Man. That's wild, right? We don't think about right. that. Right. We don't like that because slavery, God was working in the institutes at the time, the institutions to still show himself. So he was, just, it's wrong for a slave to run off. And he was saying, you're doing something wrong. Go back. Mm-hmm. Show your faith in me. Okay. The other thing is, and this one, this one, um, that came to me randomly, actually, today. Yeah. The thought. Also, what would have been the chances of a single mom with an infant child in the desert to survive? Oh, it's very, I mean, it's... You ready for this? God wanted her to be taken care of. Wanted the child to be taken care of. So God was saying, it's not good for you. You aren't going to make it. Go back. Mm-hmm. You're going to be safe. I know it's scary. I'll take care of that. But I want you yep. safe. People probably don't even think about that. They don't, man. I didn't. But the truth is, we put yourself there. Like, she's going to die out there in the wilderness Absolutely. by herself. Absolutely, she's going to die. And instead, he says, no, I know it feels scary. Don't give up. Go back. And I've got a plan. And I'm going to bless you still. Man, that's beautiful. And that, Exactly. So there's beauty in that, isn't that? And then God did take care of her. And, you know, we get the sense that, that Abraham started to, he did take some responsibility for his other child and take care of her and... And, you know, the bottom line is that's that's what I think God was doing. I think God was looking out for her, and I think God wanted to show himself to her and to, to Abraham, and all them, Abraham and all them. Also, by the way, that decision, the descendants of, of Hagar's son mm-hmm. are, you know, essentially the Muslims, who now the Jewish people and the Muslims to this day, God said what was going to happen. They were going to constantly have... Uh, conflict. Wow. Yeah. That's so, wild. Yeah. Or the, I shouldn't say Muslim, but the Arab people in general. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's there's conflict there even now to this day in the Middle East, right? They're fighting over that land. Mm-hmm. Two heirs. <laughs> Jeez. 
That's crazy. So, anyway, about. I think God was showing love to her. That's yeah. my answer. I'm so sorry for the long, but I think no, it's a beautiful that story. Was, that's awesome. I, I learned a lot of stuff right there. All right, here we go. Number 11. Do you ever feel like you take 10 steps forward, but 15 back at the same time? What do you do with that? Yes, I do feel like this. Uh, this is something I have to try to constantly battle because it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, doing, you know, this, actually this touches on a couple of things. First off, confidence and then not feeling like you can be confident. So you kind of slide back. Um, but, you know, you got to you got to remember that life's a journey. It's going to be a journey to the to the end. You know, you're always going to have things that you can improve on and be better at. You're, so it's, good, it's always going to it's always going to be like that. So accept accept the progress you've made and celebrate the steps you take. You That's know, good, man. I and, like that. You know, I'm saying that to myself because I got to remember that my for my own life. Um, so, yeah, you know, I said this a long time ago in Real Talk, but life is supposed to be a celebration, you know, and if you can't celebrate, you know, the steps you take forward, you know, it's going to be tough to, you're going to, you are going to focus on the steps you take back, air quote, you know, because you're not taking steps back, you know. It's a stumble. You got, exactly. You just stumbled. Yep, you stumbled. So Get back good. up. I love that, man. I would say one thing to shift is shift the view, the picture you see in your mind. Instead of seeing that you you take steps back, view it as you went forward and then you fell. Maybe mm-hmm. you stumbled. Get back up. Mm. That's what well, you just said. It. Yep. Get, Get back, back up. up and keep walking. The proof is not in whether you stumble. It's what you do when you stumble. That's right. And that shows our faith. Amen. Get up and keep walking. That's awesome. Um, I got one more here. It says, Todd, AJ, and Clint, what have you guys been reading from God's Word this week? Fun turn, you got anything? Nah, he's looking at something. I think I think he's okay, pulling well, something. You got one? You got anything? Um, been, uh, oh, you got something? Go ahead. Yeah. I've been in Matthew, just Matthew the book. Actually, I uh, for a long time, I actually stopped reading the Bible just randomly. And uh, about it's a discipline, ago, man. It's hard. Yeah. I, I picked it up and started out in Matthew for some reason. <laughs> and... I've been just captivated by Jesus and everything Amen. that's been going on there. I'm in the uh, Matthew 10 currently, where he's talking to the 12 apostles, and he's talking about going out and giving and saying, you will cast out demons in my name and things like that. So mm-hmm. I- I've been there just listening to Jesus and that's awesome, reading man. about that. Heck yeah. Funny enough, man, that's where I've been finding myself lately when I've been reading is the Gospels as well. I always, you know, if I ever feel like I'm feeling like, you know, reading is for some reason becoming like a, a, a chore more than like mm-hmm. a lesson and actually like gaining spiritual food, I always go back to the Gospels because it just gets me. Mm-hmm. It gets me every single time. So I have been going back and forth between different different Gospels. So like I know I was reading John. I went to uh, Luke. Um I haven't hit back on math on Matthew, but I've been reading through the Gospels, and I know. Uh, let's see. Let me go to Luke here real quick. Um, the parable of the persistent widow—it's what they call it. Um, just such a good section. It's it's Luke eighteen one, uh, one to eight. So it's eight verses. I don't. I won't. I won't go through all of it, but um, it's just a great parable. If you guys want to take the time to go read it, and I love it so. Won't go super in depth. <laughs> yeah, uh, same here, man. I was—I think I mentioned this last week. I was in the Beatitudes, so uh, well, actually, past that. But Jesus' Sermon on the Mount—it's always crazy to go and see how He kind of lets us know that without Him, the standard, we'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. All right, moving on. Question: I got one. I think this is a pretty fascinating question. Um, 
I was asked an interesting question and thought I'd ask you too. If you had a daughter, would you want her to date someone like you? Why or why not? If not, should you slash we change that? Man, this is such a such a good question, and it also makes me like reflect big time. Um, I can tell you that I would. I think I would want want my it was about my daughter, right? Yeah. That they said I would want my daughter to date somebody like me because I know what my heart is. And I know that I can look at myself and, and know that even if I do stumble, because I know there's not going to be any, I, my daughter's not going to date a perfect man. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can take myself and I know that the journey I've went on and I can look at, I can look at my life and go, you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't mind my daughter dating somebody like me because there is perseverance there of battling through the things you, that you don't want to do, mm. you know, and I, and I, I can respect that. Mm. I can, I, I can look at him and go, you know what? I know what you're going through and I know that you're battling. You're not just sitting and you're not giving up. Mm-hmm. And therefore I don't mind you dating my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, good heart. I can see the heart. Um, for me, this is tough. Before you said that it would have been an easy answer. So I do know my heart. Um, I do love Jesus and all that. That's real. I'm not sure though, because two things. One, my life is so weird and different, the <laughs> path that I've chosen. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think I'd want could be my own self hatred again though, right? Mm-hmm. Leaking through. But I don't necessarily think I'd want a woman to walk out that life with me because the path I've cho- chosen, man, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And the life that I live and the mission that I feel called to, and, and that and I don't mean that in a self righteous way. It's really difficult and it doesn't lend itself um to the typical life. The other side of it is, you know, I have so much baggage and junk that I feel like I, I both consciously and subconsciously live out of sometimes. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I, if I look and really think about it. Yeah. There's parts of me that I would be really proud if, if I know that if it, that this guy, if he were me would take care of my daughter. I know that. And I yeah. guess there's some strength and like some good in that. Right. Like Absolutely. I know that. You know, he's going to provide. He's going to do all that. It's just, you know, you want the best for your daughter. Should we change those qualities? Yes. 100%. Yeah, I should change the qualities that that would, you know, I'm not very, I'm very independent. I guess I should just say the things. I'm very independent, probably to a fault. Mm-hmm. I like to do what I, you know, I don't, it's not even that I want to do what I want to do. I just don't even think about it. I just do stuff. And the yeah. other, the other thing is I don't choose probably to a fault that, typical life not and i mean even in a good sense i just don't do it yeah and i should and i'm not very good at i'm probably not very good at intimacy in the sense we've talked about this a little bit with you and i didn't say it. i'm not very good at that naturally i'm not talking about physical intimacy i just mean even reliance and you know stuff like that so i think that would make it hard for her mm-hmm. if she's dating a guy like that because he would hurt her yeah but yeah i guess if i go by your definition i mean i i would know that he would take care of her yeah and, man and all that like, kind of the, stuff the way i look at but i stuff, definitely want to change those things absolutely i want to change them me too because i and the i guess the reason why i would say yes is because i know that aside from me anybody else she was going to date that wasn't like me they're going to have their flaws they're going to have their hurts they're going to have all these things that she got to deal with anyway but i know that if, it, if it's someone like me, I know that their heart is in a good place. And yeah. I can, and I guess that, that to me, like that, that, that matters. Yes. See, that's hard for me. I don't know if that matters to me as much mm. because if I'm putting myself in the shoes of a, of a father to her, right. because I'm like, what's tangibly going to happen. And, and I think I'm selfish sometimes mm-hmm. and I would hurt her 
you know? So I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. It when is. I saw that, we talked about it briefly. So whoever asked that great question. Absolutely. It, I it's, it. I'll tell you what, it's making me focus on those things more, on what I, what I would want to change and right. want to be. Um, again, yeah, so that's good. I think positive side, though, I think he... I would, he would protect her. He would take care of her. He'd provide, you know, those kinds right. of things. I just wonder emotionally if she'd be hurt a lot mm. if I stayed the way I am right now. Right. You know, inadvertently. Because mm. I do think he would love her tangibly. Absolutely. He being this guy that's like me, like he would want to do what the Bible says. I just think he yes. would. We know our own faults. That's the problem. Exactly. Tough question. That, that's why to me, I'm like, since yeah. I know my own faults and I don't know anybody else's out there, I would still rather bank on my faults with, with them than somebody I don't know because I know my heart. That's why I keep bringing it back to the heart. Yeah. I'm going to slide these questions in real fast because otherwise we're going to get behind. Yeah. You must pick one. Who is the one person besides God in your life who has always been there? Everyone is imperfect, but the person who is your rock you go to when the world seems crazy? Uh, definitely you. Well, well, that's unexpected. So, Yeah. Um, fun turn, you want to go? I'm not saying because you just pointed, but I think. Oh, 100% Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Good or bad, we don't know. Uh, man, I don't know. This is goes back to a fault of mine. I'm not sure I go to anyone. Because mm. even though I just... I have this lie and not everyone's going to be there, man. Yeah. Um, And it says always. So that implies like, yeah, you know, in my entire life. Used to be my buddy Chris. Yeah. It's not... Uh, you know, he's life and moved, you know, he's got his own thing and I got my own. Yeah. I mean, I go to you guys for a lot, but even that, mm -hmm. I talked to Tim a lot. That was, my, my mind for you is Tim. But not even, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. man, I don't know. That's, once again, today's questions are pointing out things I need to think through. <laughs> uh, I definitely rely on you guys and you guys are there yeah. for me on day-to-day -day stuff, but from, yeah. I don't know. I know for me, it's definitely you because anytime there's ever been anything like crazy that's happened in my life, you're probably the first person I've told, so... <laughs> Oh, I love you guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, All right, move too, man. Remnant dudes, how important is a hopeful and positive outlook in our relationship with God and others? Oh, it's huge. You know, that's that's kind of what I was telling. You know, that's what I was talking about earlier about sharing about my own life. Is like you got you got to be able to to feel the positivity and know that the situation you're in, even if it's hard, that overall it's good because God is God. He's in control, and you are saved. You know, if you're a Christian out there, and uh, to to put that, that you know, to put that out to others is is vital, so people can see that and, and want to make the change. So, fun turn. You got anything with that? No, uh, I mean, I think it's really important too, Absolutely. and I think that's what kind of mentioned earlier. It's such a blessing when you meet people who naturally the are hopeful. Gift yeah, the gift of, that gift, yeah. right? Uh, I can think of people right now, man. Um, Bethany, uh, Greg, Benny. Um, you know, there's numerous other people I could probably think of who just have that, that heart where they're mm -hmm. able to just have some joy. That's right. It's actually convicting, man. It when is you, convicting when you meet those sometimes. people. Cause you're like, why can't I be that way? You know? <laughs> so pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, man, we, we, I think we got through more. Heck yeah. So you got a long episode today. I bet fun turn is not happy. He's going, oh yeah. uh, ish. <laughs> what do we got? He's telling me he's looking. He, he's looking still. He's, he's reading. Oh, that's, oh, that's not yeah, too bad. It's pretty long. Anyway, what do you got, man? Anything to say before we close up shop? Um, just thank you guys so much, for real. You know, we say it every week, but I really mean it. Thank you. 
you know, you guys have blessed me with the opportunity to be a part of your lives, and you guys get to be a part of mine. And we just got this ministry here that's more of a family most of the time than a ministry, the way I look at it. Um, and so just being able to sit here and have you guys listen to us every week and just be willing to ask questions that are uncomfortable, mm. you know, and just, like I said, live it out as a family. It's, 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 it's truly special, you know, and we've had so many testimonies come out of this with people being encouraged, and you guys are such a big part of that. So thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, and man, just, uh, you know, just remember that, you know, if you're a Christian out there, that, you know, Jesus loves you no matter where you're at, you know, he, you know he's not going to leave you, you know, wherever you're at, he's not going to leave you. Just remember that. So love you guys. Amen. Hey, you, uh, I don't have much more to add to that, guys. The link is always active. I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say it now, www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. If you'd like to donate to this ministry, it goes directly to it. You can do that at www.theremnant.life slash give. Click the drop down box to Real Talk. It goes directly into this ministry. That's right. We, hey, any help you give is a, is a huge blessing to oh, us. Oh, yeah. The other time. thing to let you guys know is we go live every week on Facebook and YouTube yep. for Real Talk Live. You we'll can interact live. With, with us live. It's a different vibe to that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can join us at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Boom. EST, baby. And uh, you just go on Facebook. It's the Remnant Church of Whitley County. And if you're on YouTube, I think it's just the Remnant Church or something. Yeah, Remnant Church. Yeah, check it out. Got our Go fancy R. Go we'll like our page. We'd love you. If you're listening on the podcast, please share this and give it a review. If you haven't given our podcast a review and you've been listening more than once, we'd really appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Those, those reviews really do help us reach different people. Um, if you got suggestions you want to see us doing the show or ideas for or like new formats, you can give us those thoughts either directly on the comments if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or... You can send it to us via the link at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Other than that, we truly mean this. He said it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your constant support, for joining us at the table, and for letting us have some real talk. You're inspiring people, helping people, encouraging people every day. It's the truth all across this country and even across the world. Mm. So we hope you guys have a great, great day. Pray for us. We need it so much. Uh, man, we, we need it. Uh, oops. We uh, hope you have a great day, and truly God bless you. Mm.